Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. You know, I listen to Bickley and Murata. Terrific show, by the way. I really enjoy it. Bickley and Murata mornings from 6 to 10. Bickley and Murata. It's the greatest show on earth. Bickley and Murata. Good morning and welcome. Dan Bickley. Sports, man. Sports. Vince Murata. It's a power-packed morning zoo. Are you kidding me? Bickley and Murata. Bickley and Murata. I love this show. This is the greatest show in the history of radio. It's the greatest radio show ever. Bickley and Murata. I hate everything about this show. This is the worst show in the world. Good morning, Valley sports fans. Happy Friday, a very unique Friday in the Valley, a Friday when you're going to be one of three people. You're either in gloating mode, you are either in a deep state of mourning, or you're thinking to yourself, man, I am glad this week is over. <laughs> one of the three. Pick a category. You, I mean, We've got you all could three be on the show. Two, you could be two of the three. I was say, I'm two of the I three. I guess you could be. guess you could be. Man, oh man, Wildcat fans, Vinny, you will not hear this from Vinny today, but you'll hear it from me. I feel for you. It's not just losing in a first-round tournament game to an Ivy League school, but on a what day... What a dorks. When, what a bunch of dorks. On a day when the POTUS, the President of the United States, unveils his bracket and picks Arizona to win it all. I, I can't. I can't even believe these two events have happened in the span of X amount of hours. It was it was surreal to watch. I, I my nap time bled over into the beginning of the game, and I woke up, and that's the first thing I saw was the score, and I was like, ah, I gotta get up, gotta get going, gotta watch mm-hmm. this. So I fired up the, uh, the the iPad while I was doing some other stuff uh, on the computer, and I could not take my eyes off the second half, even though it was disgusting, uh-huh. ugly, mm-hmm. gross, uh-huh. gross basketball. Oh, Trash. Oh, yeah. oh it, listen, this you talk about role reversal. Okay, it's bad enough for Arizona fans that ASU is playing basketball tonight in the tournament, right? Yes. While they're eliminated? Well... But the fact that Arizona's basketball team looked like ASU at its worst in the final five minutes yesterday, if you took ASU at its worst this season, ASU, not Arizona, ASU at its worst, that's what they look like in the final five minutes. And it happened in most games where they would go through stretches where they could not score And game stretches where they couldn't score. uh, Listen, it's all very, very weird. Let me add this. Jared, you look like you're doing really good today, man. Jared is so distraught over this loss. He How actually, distraught is he? He forgot it was St. Patrick's Day. Yes. Oh, it an is oppor- St. Patrick's Day. An opportunity to dress up, and he yeah. missed out on yeah. it. You, you, well, there's no I green on you. missed an opportunity to wear a costume. No green, just blue. Just blue. <laughs> womp womp. It was such a depressing, horrible game that by the end of it, it was almost... By the end of it, all my U of A friends sort of felt like, all right, even if we survive this game... 
This is coming next round. Right. You sound like you have so little spirit and juice in you today. It sounds like you are struggling to even speak. I I think he sounds normal. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like like your fire has almost gone out. Well, Vinny maybe has this also, but I I don't think it applies to you. But after that game... I knew I had to come into work today. Uh-huh. Yes. I knew that this place is 75% Sun Devil fans. Uh-huh. I knew that we were going to be talking about this on the show. I knew that... Twitter mentions are going to be flooded. That ESPN was going to be showing that particular game all you know mm-hmm. all the time. And it's just one of those things where it's like... The misery cannot just end when the game ends. No, but it, it'll end as soon as the as soon as the ball gets tipped off today, and there are new basketball games. It will start to go away. But you got to live in this for a while. You're going to marinate in this for the next four hours. Yeah, but even if Vin, Vinny wouldn't have it, Vinny hours. wouldn't have it any other way. If you're Arizona fans, though, and you love the tournament separately from what your team does, it's it's soiled. The rest of the tournament is soiled. I, like, I don't know. I know. It's, it's, yeah. like, it's like a party going on that you weren't invited to, or right. that you were invited to, and you were asked to leave. Because you had terrible gas. <laughs> Has that happened yeah, to you, Vince? Right. Uh, At least the Suns had the, a resounding not wait. This year. <laughs> At least the Suns had a victory last night. Start the show, Jarrett. The Splash. Splash. The stories making waves in the sports world. The Splash. Anybody? Anybody coming? The Splash, brought to you by Presidential Pools, Arizona's number one pool builder. See why at presidentialpools.com. It wasn't easy at all, but the Phoenix Suns snapped their three-game losing streak with a 116-113 win over the Orlando Magic at Footprint Center. Trying to hold on to a three-point lead late, the Suns opted not to foul Orlando and put them at the free-throw line. So what happens? Josh Okogie at 6'4", rises up and cleanly blocks the potential game-tying three from six foot ten Paolo Bancaro. Suns get the win. Devin Booker struggled to get 19. Cameron Payne came off the bench to chip in. 18 Suns hitting the road for the next three starting Sunday afternoon in Oklahoma City against the Thunder. Yeah, real quick, I would say that this is a game that, that, that if there were red flags going into last night's game, I'm not sure they're not still attached to the team, but at mm-hmm. least they got that victory. Yes, Thank it, goodness for that. And that's that, that solves a lot of issues in the now. But you're right, moving forward, there's still a lot of questions. Kevin Durant did get some shots up after Thursday morning shoot-around prior to the Orlando game at the Suns uh, workout facility. It's been nine days since Durant turned his ankle in pregame warm-ups prior to uh, last Wednesday's win over OKC, and no shift in the timetable of three weeks for his reevaluation. Last night in the NBA, the Nuggets snapped their four-game losing streak. They beat Detroit 119-100. Nikola Jokic, he sucks. He didn't even have a triple-double. 30 points, 10 rebounds, 9 assists. Really? That's how you're going to respond to the pressure put on you and the MVP race by Joel Embiid. Sacramento won in Brooklyn 101-96. Damanis Sabonis 24 points, 21 boards for the Kings who got their 42nd win. Wow. And explain this if you can. The Milwaukee Bucks have been red hot. They're at home. They're playing the Indiana Pacers without Tyrese Halliburton and they give up 139 points and lose. The NBA is weird. Isn't it It's so weird. They should play games in Holland. (laughs) 
<laughs> Charlotte Hornets owner Michael Jordan engaged in serious talks to sell a majority stake in the franchise to a group led by Hornets minority owner Gabe Plotkin and All Atlanta right. Hawks minority owner Rick Schnall. So Matt Ishbia will now become the best basketball playing owner in the NBA. Majority, yes. 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 It was already a tight race. You think Jordan's hard up for cash? Oh, yeah, it was real tight. (laughs) What's that? Jordan's hard up for cash, you think? What's going on? Why are you selling a majority stake of your team if you're not being forced out by the league? <laughs> yeah, that's weird. He has been one There's of the worst There's no owners. way Michael Jordan could be hard up for I, cash. I agree with you, but uh, I, I, that struck me as kind of strange. Yeah, he does know. gamble a lot, but that Nike money he makes, he, yeah. he, he's not, he, he doesn't get that far. Well, maybe he does. Do we know? Maybe. Maybe he, uh, maybe he bet the majority stake in the Hornets in one hand of poker. Did he fill Nichols in it? Oh. We waited long enough. Off the NCAA tournament, down goes Arizona. The second-seeded Wildcats shocked by 15-seeded Princeton, 59-55. The Wildcats had stretched their lead to 12 on Kylan Boswell's jumper with 12-10 to go and then proceeded to be outscored 24-8 the rest of the way. How about this? A school in Tucson upended by a guy named Tosan. Tosan Awama, 15 points to lead the Tigers, who got their first NCAA tournament win since knocking off UCLA in 19. 98. It was Julius Tabellis had 22 points to lead the Cats. They become the first program ever to lose as a number two seed twice. Ugh. Ugh. Also on Thursday, top seed in the West, Kansas. Cruise past 16th seeded Howard, 96-68. Big upset in the South as number 13 seed Furman took down four seed Virginia, 68-67. First tournament win since 1974 uh, for the Paladins. Top seed in the South, Alabama beat uh, Texas A&M Corpus Christi, 96-75, but Despite Brandon Miller not scoring a point, and uh, top and there's there's new controversy around that basketball team, man. You, every I, second, sh- yeah. Listen, I'm sure you're aware of it. There's a, a very good reporter from the New York Times who claims there's another Alabama teammate involved in this, and that Alabama teammate went on Twitter and absolutely eviscerated that report. Said there's not one shred of truth to it. So we'll see. Uh-huh. Uh, top seed in the uh, Midwest, Houston struggled, but they beat Northern Kentucky 63 52. Marcus Sasser, their best player, aggravated a groin injury, did not play in the second half. ASU gets a look at TCU tonight in the round of 64. Go Devils! The 11 seed uh, Sun Devils taking on the six seeded Horn Frogs. Fourth meeting between the two schools all time. Tonight's game gets underway just after 7 o'clock. Pre-game coverage starts at 6 30. Uh, on the Arizona Sports app and 98.7. In the West region, the GCU Lopes are the 14th seed. They've got their gear and they're ready to face Gonzaga, the three seed in Denver. That game gets underway at 435 on True TV. Uh, a couple of other notes. The Coyotes win again. A 3-2 decision over Vancouver. Travis Boyd had two goals. Lawson Lous- Kraus. Lawson Kraus. Uh, he scored in the third period. Uh, and Ivan Prosvitov had 29 saves for the uh, win. Third straight for the Yotes. They extended their point streak to seven. They've got Chicago tomorrow night. Then how about Josh Doan? Yeah, how about that? Foregoing his college eligibility at ASU, turning pro, the son of Shane Doan, will make his professional debut tonight for the Tucson Roadrunners at home against the Calgary Wranglers. Uh, D-backs beat there the Cubs. Shane Doan raised a college dropout. <laughs> 
<laughs> D-backs beat the Cubs 3-1 in Cactus League play. Three and a third scoreless innings for Madison Bumgarner. Snakes against the Rockies today. And Edwin Diaz of the Mets will miss the entire 2023 oh. season. Suffered a oh. knee injury. Oh. Celebrating Puerto Rico's upset win in the Dominican Republic on Wednesday in the World Baseball Classic. Ugh. <laughs> it's so Mets, isn't it? That's it so really Mets. Is. It really is. There you go. There's your splash for St. Patrick's Day, March 17th. Coming up next, man, Arizona. Quick stay in the NCAA tournament this year. We'll get into all the details next. It's Pickley Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Pickley and Murata Mornings. Arizona needs three to send this thing to overtime. 15 seconds left. Raining. Long ball. That's not it. Air ball. That's not it. Ballo tries to keep it alive. Kreshaw. No good. With a prayer will that go. And the Tigers of Princeton growl their way into round two. They growled their way, Bick, into round two. 59-55, the final call. Brad Nessler, who... That is so well done, man. That's that's why he's sitting in that chair, Vinny. I have to say that, and you know this bugs me, uh-huh. when uh, when broadcasters butcher the names of uh, players for the teams that you root for. So mm-hmm. I, I was actually commiserating with Arizona fans yesterday because they said Tubelis' name about 86 different times. Yeah, yeah a he's lot a, of Tubelis out there. He's a Tubelis? Pr- pretty good player. Yeah, he's he a very good player. Not yesterday, American. but yeah, he's a right. pretty good player. It'd be nice if they actually got him the ball down the stretch. <laughs> that would be uh, That'd be a pretty good thing if Arizona's offense could actually function in an endgame setting? I Look, I did not predict big things in this tournament for Arizona. I, I, I think this was a year where they, they earned their two seed, but a lot of that was due to the landscape of, of college basketball mm-hmm. and how they navigated through their season. Uh, I did not expect this at all, but I can't... None of this statistically makes sense that this game went Princeton's way. For a 15 seed to beat a two seed, they shot 40% from the field. Nothing good. They made four of 25 three-pointers. They made three free throws. They had more turnovers than assists. Statistically, this will go down as one of the biggest mysteries in the history of the NCAA tournament. Well, now, you can also, on the flip yeah. side, say Arizona was equally as awful offensively, and their guards... Like, GCU's gear didn't show up for their practice. Did did U of A's guards show up for the game? Yeah. They were awful. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, Courtney Ramey, keep shooting, man. Keep shooting, bud. I listen, I, I as as somebody who is not a, a vested Arizona fan like Jarrett or Sarah happens to be, just that that final five minutes, that had to be the most frustrating thing to witness. And, and listen, Tommy Lloyd now has his bad loss, and Sean Miller had Buffalo, and Lou Olson had Santa Clara, and, and there have been heartbreaking losses. That 05 loss to Illinois is very famous. That semifinal loss to Duke with a team that could have been like forever legendary in Tucson was very painful, a team that I had covered and knew very well, the Wisconsin losses and successive West Regional Finals, very, very painful to drop a game to Princeton after winning the Pac-12. Oh my God! Well, that's the other thing. Jared oh and I were talking God. about this before, and you know, a, a week ago they're winning the Pac-12 tournament. The Pac-12 was not very good this year. And I'm, I'm not trying to diminish what they did. They no. were the best team over that weekend, and they were the second best team <laughs> over the course of the regular season. But they beat the other, the three other tournament teams in that yeah. tournament. Yeah, I mean that. And- 
beating UCLA is no small feat. No. But the Bruins no. were also injured. They yeah. were. And will continue to be in this tournament. And also, Tommy Lloyd, by the way, he he lost in the Sweet 16 last year with the team that was the favorites to win the entire thing. Mm-hmm. I look, he has two bad losses yeah. in a row. Yeah. Well, this, but this, is, this is a really bad loss. This is it, really bad. Yeah, I, I don't think anybody framed last year as bad anything with the Wild. I thought last year with Tommy Lloyd was so good that nobody was judging that tournament loss. You might have been. I'll show you my group chat. Okay, I was going to say, well, yeah. yeah. Uh, certainly no, not on your friend level. group, Jarrett. That mm-hmm. last year, debatable. This year, absolutely not debatable. Yeah. Just yeah. awful. This, this to me, is one he's going to have to wear. Yes. Yeah. For a while. For a Here's while. Tommy Lloyd on what went wrong down the stretch. Obviously, I mean, you know, we probably, yeah, I think they got a couple offensive rebounds, you know, that led to big plays. And, you know, we got the ball in front of the rim a couple of times and didn't deliver, you know. And, and, and I didn't think our end of the game execution, I didn't think our poise was what it has been in close games. Um, you know, and then that's a little disappointing. But, um, you know, I told our guys. You know, if you want to be a great player or you want to be a great coach, we all got to learn from this. We got we got to go back and figure out what happened and understand the value of being up 10 or 12 points with 10 minutes to go and, and, and putting the hammer on people and, and not letting people get back in the game. And traditionally, we've, we've been built to do that. Recently, we've kind of struggled in that area a little bit and kind of let people back in the game. And, um, and you know, if you, if you play with fire, you're going to get burned. And obviously, we did today. Yeah, eight points over the yeah. last 12 minutes. No points for five minutes. I mean, that's, oof. That's Can you trend. please? That's a trend we've seen from Arizona against good teams this year, fa- or, and even not good teams, failing to put their foot on their opponent's neck. Yeah. They're not very good at it. They always let the team back in. They don't have any playmakers. They don't have a bucket getter. They don't have somebody you can give the ball to. I think it's Mathurin's deeper. Than, I think it's deeper than a playmaker. No, I think I, they don't have a. They don't have any athletes getter. on their team. Either. No athletes. They're, they're yeah. not fleet of foot. I, uh, I, 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 I overrated honestly, them significantly, and I feel stupid. But again, it's you know, I, I've, a couple times. No, a couple times I watched them. I was very impressed. The times that I really tuned in, I caught them at their best, and I overrated them. Uh, I, I, yeah, and, and you're not – Jay Billis knows more about college basketball than anybody on the planet. And he picked and, and him to win it all. And picked him yeah. to win it all. Billis yeah. and Biden. Yeah, right. Who knows more so than you, Joe? So you had the guy who knows everything, and according to somebody, the guy who knows nothing. Yes, and they, and both, they both picked Arizona to win. We had both ends, and yeah. They should have listened to us. I didn't, Jerry, you didn't really sound away. like you were – are you feeling okay? I have a little uh, thing. But okay. I'm – I can because I can tell your your vibe is terrible. There's today. no way he could like if, when you have a little thing as to use his terminology. <laughs> thing. Don't come to work when you got a little thing. Oh, he would have been crucified if he didn't come to work today. Totally, there was no. Oh, there. that's a good You're point. In a bad so you could, Jarrett. Here's here's the thing though. The people were calling me a hater when I was being negative about the team all year, even though they had a really good record. You were right. I, I knew their flaws because they haven't really played that well. Since conference season started, really. Yeah. I, I am going to say this. I, and I, I, and I, I don't compliment you a ton, but I will say this. I very much trust your perspective on Arizona basketball. When too. you talk about Arizona, you, you more than anybody were right on the money about DeAndre Ayton. More than anybody. Maybe Kellen Olsen as well. But you guys more than anybody knew. Because you watch and you care. And so I do listen to what you have to say about Arizona basketball. And, I, and I'm fascinated with your love-hate relationship with it and the hate that I was feeling that you felt for this team. It all manifested itself yesterday. I mean, yeah. I didn't think they were going to lose yesterday. But I, I know. I knew just, they weren't going that far this year. To, to, to go scoreless in the final, how, wait, final five minutes? Yeah. 
Ugh. Like 435. 28 to 5! It can get worse, by the way. Uh, I've said this before on the show. I knew Tabellus is really good, had a really good season, mm. but he's not the type of best player you need yeah. on a team to go far in the tournament. Yeah, it's, that's the thing. That, that, they needed that high-end Benedict Matherin guy who you could yes. just at least give the ball to and say, go do something for us. Yeah, go get a bucket. Go get a, a bucket for us. Line, something. Yeah. something. It, it can get worse, by the way. The opportunity is still out there for Sunday. For Arizona State to play GCU. <laughs> for the right to go to Wouldn't that be unbelievable? Not saying it's happening. Oh, would that be a... So, have two Arizona teams ever played each other in the tournament? I'm sorry. Inside joke, folks. Just let Vinny and I amuse each other Text for a minute Valley or two. Text to 620, 620 and become a Phoenix Suns insider <laughs> to get all the latest and breaking news on the Suns and their quest for an NBA championship. That's Valley, V-A-L-L-E-Y, to 620, 620. Speaking of those Suns, yeah, it wasn't pretty, but they got what they needed to get against the Orlando Magic. We'll get into it next. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings here on this Friday on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata Mornings. Wagner. It's open. Van Carroll had it blocked by a Kogi. J.O. breaking out the eraser. Wow. That was a, that was a dangerous play there. Yeah, I, I, I've been doing this since I got to the league. It's nothing new to me. Um, you know, and I, and I love the challenge. You know, I love the opportunity to go out there and guard Steph Curry, go out there and guard Yana, go out there and guard uh, Ben Carroll, Franz, Franz Wagner, all, all those guys. Um, I think it's fun. And uh, I'm always, you know, up to the challenge. So for me, it's just fun. Yeah, Kevin Ray, Eddie Johnson, final call on Valley Sports Arizona. Josh Kogi with a, a big play, a blocked shot to end the game to preserve a three-point win, which was a struggle all the way through for the uh, Phoenix Suns last night and beating the Orlando Magic. But the bottom line is, Bick, they needed a win. They and they got, got it. Yeah, they did. Yes, listen, um, uh, there were there were parts of that first half that I have been about as concerned as I've ever been for the Phoenix Suns. Yes. I'm, I, from, from, the pay, uh, from the way they were getting run off the floor to the lack of really even engagement on defense. Uh, they were playing, I think, a 21-1 team, and I'm like, and I'm comparing the team I saw on the court last night. And again, this is not the team that, that's going to matter. Kevin Durant was not playing, but I'm just saying, the watching this team try to hang on until Kevin Durant gets back, we've already illustrated the importance of that, and you know, the Suns have a very interesting t- stretch of schedule coming up that we're going to get into in a minute here. For them to get this game to the finish line, I am just relieved is the word I'm using today. Relieved. Because at points during that first half, I thought today was going to be one of the more depressing radio shows we have ever done. I think there uh, there was other people thinking that. I saw some of our listeners on Twitter saying the same thing, that, hey, if they lose this game, I'm not listening to the Bickley Blast tomorrow. Yeah, I saw that. Yep. And I know something that we have talked about, too, in recent days and, and really the last week because it's been so spotty is the lack of consistent three-point shooting. And the way this offense is structured right now, teams are gearing their defense to make the Tory Craigs and the Josh Okogis of the world beat you. And the the Suns made their first three-point shot last night from Tory Craig, and then they proceeded to miss six straight. And they were all wide open, and you're thinking, uh-oh. This team's got a real three-point shooting problem. <laughs> and they did. They got a little bit better as the game went on. Uh, but they made just enough plays. And I, I don't know, Bick, if I don't think they win that game without the performance of Cameron Payne. 
who came no, in. No, yes, he finally, and, yes, and I he agree. And two seven-point outbursts in that game that yeah. really swung things. Now, he wasn't perfect. He did have a stretch, too, where he made some bad decisions, but... Um, Cameron Payne talked about it and, and talked about how important his tim- teammates uh, considered that game to be last night. Yeah, it was a, a big-time win. It was a must-win, I feel like. We lost three in a row. It, it ain't really normal for us, so we needed one tonight. And here's Monty uh, Williams talking about Payne getting back to his prior form. He's starting to get back to the campaign that we, we all you know, know and love and, and appreciate. And it takes guys a while. You know, he's, he's had some nagging injuries this, this season. And when you take that time off, sometimes it can take you a minute to get going again, especially playing a point guard position. Um, and so he's starting to, you know, score the ball and, and pass. His interior passing is, is starting to pick up. And then I thought he had a really nice find uh, to Ish in the corner, making a read. His speed and and his juice, um, I think it elevates our team. Yeah, that pass uh, that uh, Monty referenced to Ish Wainwright in the corner was one of the passes of the year, I thought. It was delivered with velocity Mm -hmm. right in rhythm, and Mm -hmm. Wainwright missed the three-point shot. Uh, But Cameron Payne needed to step up, and he stepped up. We'll see if he can keep it up. That's two straight good games for him, and they need that production from the backup point. There's just no other way about it. Listen, if 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 you want to fish for bright spots out of last night's game, I thought Josh Shikogi coming up with a key defensive play at the end of the game. Well, it's just a moment in time. Um, I, I think that's. I think there's a role here that somebody needs to fill, and that's basically the Mikhail Bridges role. Can somebody come out as a? I'm the defensive stopper of this team. We've got good defensive players here, but I'm the guy that's going to get up in your best player's face on a nightly basis, and and I'm going to. I'm the guy that's going to provide the kind of the juice on that end of the floor. Uh, one of the things that I worry about this basketball team, and I said this early on after the trade went down, was, okay, listen, you've got three like-minded guys in Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, and Devin Booker, assassins, cutthroat dudes, but ne- none of them really emote on a basketball court. Where is the fire going to come from? Good question. Where is the on-court going to come from? Because you need it. Don't think you don't. And campaign last night brought an absurd level of theatrics to the court because I think the team knows they need this. And I'll bet you Monty has told campaign, you need to play with your hair on fire a little bit and get these guys going. Because just the body language, the emoting... Um, it, it was nice to see Cam Payne play in uh, an influential game like that, but I also thought it was interesting and for Monty even to use the word juice afterwards. It elevates our team. I think that's what's been missing, uh, among many things. Yeah, and but, I think the two guys that stepped up to answer your question, Payne is that guy, mm-hmm. and Josh Okogie can be that yeah, guy too. Yeah, and so I think I, I think there, there's a bright spot, to all, bright spot to all of this, folks, and that's going to be if the Suns can win enough games in the next two and a half weeks to kind of stay where they're at and then bring back Kevin Durant. This is going to be an opportunity for for Bonnie Williams to try to find the puzzle pieces and where these things are going to have to go to give this team its best shot. And, you know, if it wasn't for two boneheaded plays defensively by the Orlando Magic at the end of the first quarter Mm -hmm. and the end of the second quarter, we're talking about a different result tonight. 
Yeah. Campaign hits a long three-pointer with three-tenths of a second to go to close out the first quarter and got fouled, which was an inexplicable foul. And then before halftime, Josh Okogie's trying a, a three-quarter court shot, basically, and gets fouled there and gets three free throws and hits all what three What a gift. A what a free gift. Three four points yeah. in a three-point yeah. game. What a gift. And so if you want to look at the negative side, there was a lot of times last night when I looked at the Orlando Magic. This is not a good basketball team. They're athletic. They've got some very interesting pieces, but they're not good. And there were times when it looked like they were playing an old man's team in lunchtime basketball. And I thought, the difference in athleticism and juice here, this is Almost horrifying. Yeah. I mean, the, the Magic are a team to watch. Uh, they're, they're up and coming. They've got two overall number one picks. And yeah. Cal Fultz, that's about the best I've ever seen him play. The Wagner brothers. The yeah. Uh, man, that, that Franz Wagner talks a lot. And man, he hears everything the fans say, too. <laughs> Somebody on the broadcast last night was talking about how rare it is that two brothers play together on one team. I'm like... No, it's really not. We've had the Morris twins in Phoenix, the, the Atentacupo brothers. brothers, the Dragic brothers. It's actually very common. Yeah. Lopez so, brothers. The Lopez brothers. I have they, oh, yeah, they, they did, did play together. They played for together. Yeah, yeah. They so, did? In the NBA? Yeah. Yeah. When? I'll find it for you. I think they did for a brief period of time. I think he's right about this. Well, because Robbins played on about 26 of the 30 franchises, so... <laughs> Uh, one thing to look out for, hate to bring it up, DeAndre Ayton finished the game. He he got hurt late in the game. It looked like a hip or something where he got he got contused. To he did Jared's get contused. Phrase. Yeah. There was a timeout where he struggled to get off the court. And I'm thinking, all right, here we go. Another injury to talk about. To his credit, he apparently went back to the huddle and said, Coach, there's four minutes left. I can I can gut this out. He was not moving well. Mm-hmm. In today's NBA, and this is not an indictment on DeAndre Ayton, I fully expect him to miss some time. As, I agree as with you. As we speak right now. Yeah, I agree with you. I do. With the, and today's NBA, I'm starting to get very, listen, you've been here for a while. Al McCoy's been here for a while. I, I am starting to get so frustrated with the mentality of NBA basketball players. This From this Anthony Davis thing the other night to the fact that, that basketball fans everywhere just they have to cross their fingers that their guys are going to be good enough to play. Mm-hmm. It's just a <laughs> 2019 in Milwaukee. Yeah, the they, they had a they had a minute together. They did. Wow, I don't. I did not remember that yeah. at all. Good pull, guys. No, that was Jarrett. Your memories are sharp. That was our struggling producer back there. He's apparently not struggling. You need to at just all. go home, go to bed, man. <laughs> Is that an option? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm starting to get stuffed up too. I don't know how to run the board, so there well, just he doesn't won't either. be a so show. We're good. <laughs> No one would notice. Man, I wasn't even trying to set you up like that. I swear I was not. I'm sorry, to Jared. Set you I know this like is not that. a good day for you. I just cannot Dan resist. You know Bickley me. You know me. Sarah Cazell. If she's ruthless, A, I'm ruthless, B. You know that, Jared. You can text your thoughts ruthless. to the FanDuel text line at 62620 right now. Can't you see the man is hurting? <laughs> can't, you, you can't you see he needs emotional support? You animals. Uh, coming up next, Byron Murphy, a former Arizona Cardinal, and he's speaking about his experience and well we'll get into those comments next it's Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports the local sports leader Arizona Sports the local sports leader Bickley and Murata mornings Carr waiting for the shotgun snap he's got the ball quick throw left side Renfro with a catch and he breaks one tackle then the ball comes out it's loose and it's picked up by the Cardinals in midfield it's picked up by Byron Murphy at the 40 at the 30 at the 20 at the 10 full game 
returns it for a touchdown, and the Cardinals win. No flags. What an unbelievable finish here in Vegas. That was Byron Murphy's big moment of his final year as an Arizona Cardinal. And let's face it, that was the high yeah. point of the season right right there mm-hmm. for the Arizona Cardinals in 2022. Uh, Dave Pash, of course, on the call on the Cardinals radio network. Byron Murphy, now a former Arizona Cardinal, signed a two-year deal with the Minnesota Vikings. And in the days that followed that decision by Byron Murphy, you had kind of shared some things that you had dug around and, 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 and got some thoughts and some, some insight from some people who know that, hey, Byron Murphy just probably wanted out. Part of the, part of the mix here, yes. Because the, the deal that he agreed to with the Minnesota Vikings was entirely affordable for mm-hmm. a team that if, if the Cardinals had interest in bringing him back, but mm-hmm. it's got to be a two-way street. Byron Murphy had his introductory press conference in Minnesota. Uh, and there's an article in the Star Tribune written by Andrew Kramer or Kramer uh, with some quotes from Byron Murphy. And I'll read part of this. Uh, Upon making his free agent decision, Murphy talked to two former Cardinals teammates, linebacker Jordan Hicks and Patrick Peterson and former Arizona defensive backs coach Marcus Robertson. He said they all endorsed the Vikings under head coach Kevin O'Connell. Quote, Robertson was just like, man, you're going to go up there with a great group of guys who actually care about their players, Murphy said. All of those little details and stuff I was looking at, he kind of answered for me. Murphy was asked about the NFLPA's league-wide survey in which the Vikings were voted number one by players, asked to grade their teams on eight categories, including nutrition, training room facilities, weight room, and support staff. The same study that the Cardinals ranked 31st Mm -hmm. in. Um... The quote was uh, about the food and, and the item that the Cardinals charge their players for meals that they eat at the facility. Right. Quote, I think it's free upstairs, so I'm good now. It's all you can eat now. End quote. Okay, so this is Byron Murphy kind of roughly, kind of confirming mm-hmm. that food is an issue on some level. Yeah, right. Well, Isn't that what, or or is he just playing to the crowd? Uh, is he just playing to the new audience? It, it could be a combination of both. Both things could be accomplished with those quotes. Okay, and so I think the answer to this is since both things could be accurate and both things could be true, I think at the very least the Arizona Cardinals officially, if they didn't already, have a perception problem yes. when it comes to this issue. They had the perception problem, the seeds of which were planted when that study came out. And you're yep. like, Oof, you know, I mean, that's what thirteen hundred players. Players thought and players that are in your own facility were ranking you that low. So mm-hmm. it's something to look at. And yep. immediately the reaction was changes are already being made. We're mm-hmm. making improvements. But this might have cost you a free agent. This might have cost you one of your own and a guy that you could help build around. Now, on the flip side of it, I thought to myself, all right, we're going to talk about Byron Murphy here. Welcome back with a Byron Murphy highlight from 2022. Pulling back the curtain a little bit, on Sunday game days for the Arizona Cardinals, uh, the technical people that work here at the radio station, and there's a whole team of them, they cut pretty much every highlight. It's it's, it's Seven-yard gains. A seven-yard gain will be cut and labeled three different ways. So everything gets labeled and edited. There were two highlights from Byron Murphy all season last year. Two. That one we just played... And he combined with J.J. Watt on a sack. That was it. <laughs> wow. 
<laughs> so you may be of the belief. I'm not, and I'm, I'm just pointing that out because no, that was that's my interesting. This morning, because this is, this is something obvious. I, I was not aware of. Any I of think this. this is a loss for the Cardinals. It is a loss for the Cardinals. But you might be of the of the belief that Byron, like what what did he do last year? It was a it was an underachieving. Well, it was not an underachieving defense. It wasn't a good defense, mm-hmm. but there wasn't a ton of playmaking on that defense, and he didn't really contribute to it. Now, well, two years ago, I don't know about ways. that. I really I thought for the first half of the season, the narrative was could Byron Murphy Jr. really stand up as the cover corner uh, for a, for an NFL team, and yeah. I thought he was a- actually answering those questions in the affirmative I would for ag- the most of the I season. I would agree with that, generally speaking. As well, and so why would, would there be so few highlights of him cut up? Are we? Are, was it just a complete lack of highlights? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, impact. Well, you know, Patrick impact. Peterson went years and years and years with no highlights because nobody threw in his direction. True, but I don't think people were avoiding Byron Murphy Jr. That's very interesting. Okay, That's, I mean, didn't have any interceptions last year. I, it, no, okay, yeah. All right. Um, I'm, just, so, I'm just trying to point no, out both sides. No, listen. Yeah, I, again, and I think that I think that a, new, a fresh set of eyes, a GM like Monty Ford could come in here and look at Byron Murphy Jr. on tape and not be all that impressed. I, I and I think it's it's all relative. It's all relative to where you've been from and what you've seen and what your personal experience happens to be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's so I so I think in the case of of this, um, yeah, I, I I don't think losing Byron Murphy Jr. is a huge deal uh, from a from a competitive standpoint. I think losing Zach Allen might be more of a deal from a competitive standpoint. But I also think that from a perceptual standpoint, this team has got they, they got to get right on this. They got to get right on this issue uh, because it, this is becoming too much of a thing. I, I yes. mentioned yesterday, video comes out of the Dolphins training facility, and it's like the Taj Mahal. And you've got a couple of players walking around going, look at this place. This is unbelievable. And people use that forum to make fun of the Cardinals. So it, it, they better nip this in the proverbial bud. Yeah. If, if I mean, the Dolphins are lucky that one of the categories in that survey was not rate your concussion doctors. Because they, they would have been oh, really oh, low on that oh, scale. Oh, boy. Whoa. something you said about Byron Murphy, Bick, and I, I'm, yeah. I'm willing to, okay, is it the biggest deal? No. Who's going to play corner? Mm-hmm. That remains a very valid question. I mean, Marco Wilson's your number one guy right mm-hmm. now, and it's very early in this process. Yeah. But in my mind, it is a big deal. If the Cardinals wanted to bring back Byron Murphy. Yeah. And, and again, I think uh, to, to me, there's the initial way of looking at it was, OK, we understand and we recognize that we're going into some sort of a rebuilding process. OK, fine. I get it. So that would mean you're not going to spend a dime on veteran free agents who cost more than they should based on their ability to make you win now. So those guys are all, it, the, the place where Steve Kime did most of his shopping. Mm-hmm. They're not shopping there anymore. Yeah. But you would think that in a rebuild you would sign the young guys who you want to be part of the new thing. Again, I agree with you that a new GM could come in and look at Byron Murphy Jr.'s season from last year on film and know nothing about his journey, where he's come from, how he surprised people with his ability to, to play physical and to, to play elite wide receivers, and the fact that he's local and look at him and go, ah, oh, we can, no, no, that's okay. We don't have to keep this guy. Mm-hmm. I get that. I, I, I accept that. I feel differently about Zach Allen, but they're both gone, and they're yes. not coming back. 
So and, and that was you know, two players that were mentioned specifically by the general manager. Now mm-hmm. was asked about them, but did say we'd like to bring them both back. Yeah, and they went over two. So so the Cardinals have to do one of two things here. So if 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 it's true that NFL players will always respond to the money, regardless of what the facilities look like, as long as you know there's a dumbbells that you can lift and a you know grass that you can throw a ball around on. <laughs> I'm kind of being facetious here, but 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 then they've got to be that team that also pays. And, and yes. they better not let this. They better not let this thing spin out of control. No, you're exactly right. Because everything in the NFL is a competition. Whether it's the scoreboard on a on a Sunday, whether it's how your facilities stack up to, you know, how many social media followers you have. Mm-hmm. Everything is a competition, and you can't just put all your eggs in the Sunday basket because everything else leads into that. And and. Look, I hope I Especially hope this- if you charge for those eggs. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, listen, post, and, and, that's extra. Yeah, I knew it would be good for the Cardinals to come out and put that thing to bed. Yes. Put right. it to bed by making the improvements that need to be made. Or or, or make a statement saying, uh, "Hold on folks, that's not how that's not what we do here." Well, that hasn't happened either. Which when, makes you when, worry. And a little when bit. you got guys yeah. answering the survey that have uh-huh. had that experience, uh-huh. that's something that needs I, to be. How fixed. do you argue with 1,300 people? Yeah, exactly. Coming up next, Suns do get a win against the Orlando Magic. I'll give you Vinny's view of it next. It's Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.